0: Are you passionate about barbecue? Do you love the sights, the smells, the sounds, the heat? Well, if you said yes, you came to the right place. Join me on my competitive barbecue journey as I share tips, tricks, timelines, and techniques to help you reach your barbecue dreams. My name is Kurt Mueller. I'm the pit master of Atomic City Smokers, and it's no secret I am an absolute barbecue fanatic. I enjoy helping others and have had so many wonderful people help me on my barbecue journey. I decided I would create this podcast to help others compete on the pro circuit or become the king of their backyard barbecue. This is Barbecue for Newbies. All right, welcome into today's show. I'm your host, Kurt Mueller, joined today by the Smokin' Texan crew. We've actually got three of them uh, on the show with us. We're joined by the Pitmaster and Chef Chrissy Chance, her husband, Jeremy, who's the backup Pitmaster and co owner as well. And then on the other side of Chrissy is uh, Mr. Keith Kendrick. He is co owner as well. For those that don't know, the Smokin' Texan is about to open almost like any day now in uh, canton georgia so i have to thank my good friend tony mcgee at why not georgia barbecue for making a connection there but thanks again guys for for joining us on the show and i'm glad we we're able to connect
1: thanks for having us on glad to be here
0: so journey is a big part of the show it's something i'm fascinated with um i love to talk about the barbecue journey and specifically in your case you know this journey into restaurateur right that's that's i think going to be pretty interesting. So. Paint us a picture and either one of y'all could start. Doesn't matter. But how, how did this all come about? How did the smoking Texan come about and, and how did this journey get to where it is now?
2: Well, for me, I started cooking professionally in 2009 and I went to culinary school through 2010, 2012. And all my background's been in fine dining. You know, I got sick for a little bit and had to quit cooking and give up that dream and go to the corporate world for, you know, health insurance reasons. And, uh, Then in 2020, when the pandemic hit, I was out of work for about nine weeks, and we were thinking about what we could do to get by, and uh, I bought my husband a smoker for Father's Day a year before in 2019, and we really got into smoking meats and creating our own rubs and and experimenting out of the house. Um, So when the pandemic hit, we started selling barbecue out of our house, and then I realized how much I missed it and how much I missed cooking professionally and how much I loved it. I left the corporate world and I got a job as a pit master running a smoked meats program, creating rubs for a restaurant 2021. And then in January, I met Keith.
1: Yeah, we, a um, friend of mine who's also uh, one of our co owners, his name is Ross Vaughn. He's been in the restaurant business for about uh, 10, 15 years. I've been in the restaurant business uh, forever. And um, we uh, went and had uh, breakfast in downtown Woodstock with a friend of ours, and we're walking through downtown and walked into the place where uh, Chrissy was working and got in there and started talking to her and realized that her passion for uh, smoking and and uh, using the smoker and everything that went with it, rubs, was just over the top and how much she loved the business and everything. And uh, so we... Uh, met literally that one time I went back the next day because she had uh beef cheek tacos the next day yeah. and uh, filled my fat face with that. And was very excited about that. And then we, um, you know, we stayed in touch, stayed in touch with Ross. They were talking food truck and all this other stuff. And one day here in uh, Hickory flat, I was uh, out riding my motorcycle and found uh, I was coming to tractor supply, which is one of our favorite stores here, down here in the South. So I could go pet the chickens and the ducks because they always have, a, you know, they say, come see the chicks at Tractor Supply. So uh, went by and I looked out and there was a space that had been a restaurant prior uh, and had just closed. So I brought Ross over here and we took a look at the space and sat down and talked about it for a while. And uh, then we went back to uh, Christy and said, listen, we got a space. We're thinking about, you know, this puts you in a spot you know, give you a bite of the business and, uh, and let's see what we can do with it. And, uh, we have not regretted it one bit promise. And, uh, you know, just as we had our first real onset as a restaurant, uh, a couple weeks ago with in Canton denim fest. with the denim fest where, uh, Chrissy took first place with her a uh, whole lot. So, that's right. So, yeah. So it was, uh, you know, we, uh, We're lucky to find each other, and uh, we're real excited about what the uh, future holds for us.
0: So let's just clarify something, then. You guys are actually located in Hickory Flat. Is that correct? of Canton. It's just a
1: a suburb of Canton. How about Okay. Got it. Close enough.
2: Hickory Flat in East
3: Cherokee.
1: So, yeah, we're we're in a a real... uh, It's a booming area of what they would call Southeast Canton, but uh, it is still Canton address. So...
0: Tell us, and it has helped the listeners understand because because the smoke in Texan does have a unique spin on barbecue, right? It's got a unique flair on it, which I love. you know it's always nice it's always great to see just a different spin on something, but educate us like what what is that spin you know what what what's what's the style right because that's what i'm that's what I'm curious about
2: so for me, I was born in Robstown, Texas, which is South Texas, and I was born and raised out in the Bluffs, which is a uh, between Corpus Christi and Padre Island, which is about an hour and a half away from Mexico. Um, I grew up on a lot of mesquite-smoked barbecue, Tex-Mex, a lot of chili-forward flavors. Of course, we have our brisket, but my dad was also a pig farmer. So we did grow up on a lot of pork down there as well. But for me, I haven't been home in 10 years, and I miss that and it's hard for me to find that kind of food here so i wanted to create the flavors i grew up on for me i i grind all my own chilies i create all my own rubs and they are that that south texas flavors that i grew up on and that i love and that make me homesick and i i know i'm not the only one i meet a lot of people around here that are from texas that miss that food and when they try my food you know they just they light up you know and, they taste those flavors at home. Um, so that's really what I'm trying to bring here is a piece of what I was raised on and those flavors I was raised on. A lot of my food is is chili-forward, a lot of spice-forward, but of course, all dry rubs, no sauce, no sauce optional kind of barbecue.
0: What's the old saying, if it, if it needs, you know, good barbecue doesn't need sauce, I think, something like that? Right.
2: It's about letting the meat speak for itself.
0: One thing that we haven't touched on, is there is there a, a, a soft opening date or grand opening date on the calendar?
1: We haven't nailed down one yet. We still, uh, still have, uh, you know, Cherokee County stuff to jump through. So, uh, you know, they've been great. Uh, but we do have to make sure we're 100% ready for the fire marshal, 100% ready for uh, the health inspector. But we're looking really good. Uh, I would like to say uh, 1st of December should be somewhere around there. But uh, I, we can't nail down a date yet.
0: Sure. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of hoops to jump through, eyes to, to dot, T's to cross, no doubt. Where can listeners link up with you guys? What are your social media handles, uh, websites, stuff like that?
2: So for Facebook, it is at the uh, Smokin' Texan 777. I have an Instagram. Between both profiles, they're linked so you can hop between Facebook and Instagram. We also have our website, which is thesmokintexans.com. And we are currently trying to uh, buy the website without the S. We are in negotiations to get the website, the domain, thesmokintexans.com. But for now, it is uh, thesmokintexans with an S.com that goes to our website. And right now, it is just geared towards catering. Uh, Once we get the restaurant up and running, we will switch it over towards the restaurant.
0: I love that, and and again, well, for our listeners, we'll have all that information in the show notes, so with links, so that you can you know reference that later on and 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 check them out. Because I I have been stalking, I guess is probably the right word, uh, on social media, and yeah, okay, it's,
2: stalking you too.
0: Fair fair point. Uh, fair, Well, that's what it's there for, right? So. Um, so Jeremy, question for you. You know, I know that you are, you know, co-pitmaster, backup pitmaster, if you will, co-owner. What's your fit in all of this? You know, what what's your uh specialty, I guess? Or you know, it seems like you guys have a really good, solid team. Everybody's got their own strengths, et cetera. Where are your strengths and and you know, what are you bringing to the smoking Texan? Well,
3: I'm, I'm actually a 25 year mechanic, so I can fix just about anything we need to do. There you go. But uh she bought me a smoker for Father's Day. It's like a Green egg deal and... An acorn. Yeah, and yep. she would get in these rubs. And I'm talking about 19 different spices in a rub. And we apply them to turkeys and fish and all kinds of different things. And, uh, man, just melt-in-your-mouth kind of food and completely love it. So I stopped working on cars. You know, it was going to kill my back and things like that for so <laughs> long. And the wife's dream with her. That's exactly what we're going to do.
2: He really fills in everywhere I need him to. I train him in everything that I do. um, So that way I can walk away from something. Uh, We have also two outdoor competition smokers. We have our whole hog smoker and then we have an offset smoker. And then, of course, the smoker on the back porch. And he helps me maintain all that fire. He helps me take care of the smokers. He helps me babysit all the meat. So that way I can go do sides, I can do everything else because, you know, I have the chef background, but he is also just as much as a pit master as I am. So, you know, I can get him on something and then I can walk away and go focus on other stuff. And that's really what's gonna be an asset here at the restaurant is cause I can have him smoking meats while I'm training staff and my recipes and stuff like that. Um, and we really rely on each other. I was kind of panicking at Denim Fest because he got hurt the night before Denim Fest and we were in the ER and, uh, you know, he's my backup and he's, he helps me in everything. Um, uh, so I can do other stuff. And I was, I thought I was going to be down Jeremy at Denim Fest, but he stepped up and helped me. Ross came in and helped me and everything like that.
0: And clearly, it, it whatever you did worked because you guys won that against uh, some stiff, stiff competition. So that was pretty neat to see. Let's talk about whole hog for a second. It's on my mind, of course. And we chatted about it a little bit before we hit record. And I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people will say that, you know, whole hog, mastering whole hog, if you can ever master whole hog, is kind of the pinnacle of barbecue. What makes your whole hog different? I'm just curious, obviously, you've got your own trade secrets, not asking for that, but just more so, you know, technique, uh, how you go about prepping it, those types of things that that you'd be willing to share. Um, so for my
2: whole hog, I do prep it the day before, you know, I, I clean it up. I do inject it the day before. And the injection is honestly really simple. It's just apple cider vinegar, apple juice. Um, and then we let it sit overnight. And then I come back to the next day and I really, I just, I have a specialty pork rub that it actually took me two years to work on, to develop it, to perfect it. It's actually how I met Keith um, and Ross and how it got them hooked was I gave them a sample of my pork rub, but I do rub it down. I just do a dry rub in there. Um, I cook it at 225, very low, very slow. I do over direct coals. Of course, I put most of my coals over the hands and the shoulders, like everyone and really, I just I let the meat speak for itself in the end. But uh, I do mop it every hour on the hour. To me, this was my fourth whole hog. Honestly, like in my lifetime, it's something that's beautiful. I I just and with all meat, I just want to let it speak for itself.
1: But the biggest thing with whole hog though is you have to name it. Yeah. And it has to be named <laughs> by somebody that you respect. And and that a lot of other people respect too. Her whole hog for the competition's name was
0: Betty White. Betty White. That's right. I remember seeing that on Facebook.
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> Gary was picking on me on stage when we went to go win. He's like, only a female pitmaster would name her a whole hog. But um, the one before that, we named Peggy. Uh, but every <laughs> I do always name my hogs, of course, for luck. <laughs>
0: That's that's a good point. I think, well, we, we, we needed, we probably should have done that. I think if we'd have done that in, in Vienna, maybe we would have got better than fifth, but uh, it is what it is. So Keith, the question for you, sir, and this is more so on the, 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 the restaurant ownership side of things, because we do have some listeners to the show that want to, you know, want to create a restaurant, want to create a food truck. And I am going to put you on the spot here, so forgive me, but when well. you talked about the first time you met Chrissy and, you know, you went back the next day and, 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 and started to build that relationship. What was it initially that you saw in her that made you go, you know what? I think there's something special here that that we could really uh, grow.
1: Well, you know, she was busy uh, when when we walked in, but she still took the time to come out and talk to us. And that's huge. But the big thing was just the passion that she had for uh, the business, talking about all the different types of needs. And what you plan to do in the future, you know, having this taster rubs, bringing a little sample so it'll force it forced to taste. You know, talking to her said, Yeah, you know, we're only open six days a week, but that seventh day I can come in, I clean JR. Well, JR is a smoker.
3: <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so she she could went in every day, uh, every day she worked every day of the week, and Monday she went in for a half day, probably six hours to clean the smoker. So, just the passion that she had for the business we knew that if we put, came up with the right spot or the right uh, whatever venture it was mm-hmm. and put her in it and gave her the equipment and the support she needed that we all could be very successful
0: i love that so passion is 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 a huge huge part of barbecue i don't think i've met anybody in barbecue whether they own a restaurant or a team or just love to do it that you know they're not passionate about barbecue it seems like it's a uh, there's not a whole lot of people in the middle either you absolutely either love it or you could care less <laughs> right. so um
2: i am um, i actually hug my smoker every morning when i go in the one that's inside the restaurant that it came with me from my last restaurant to this one and every morning I'd get there at 5 a.m., light it up. And it was just so peaceful and it brought me so much joy. And I love it so much that I literally would just go in and hug JR <laughs> in the morning, hug my that's smoker awesome. every morning. I tell even my husband, everybody, that that smoker is the love of my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's
3: right. <laughs> Got some
0: tough competition, huh, Jeremy? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> I can fix it, though, when it breaks. Well, there you go. That that's That's most important. So... I know you said you've got an offset. I'm curious to just kind of hear more about your setup there. Um, you mentioned you have, have, have an offset. What else? You mentioned there's two other smokers, I think, is what you said I as well. I actually
2: technically have five. Okay. So here at the restaurant, the main one that we will be running is at JR Manufacturing Little Red Smokehouse. So Ferrari, smokers, it's all hardwood, um, no propane, no gas, just straight hardwood. And we do use hickory and oak here. Unfortunately, I can't get mesquite all the way here in Georgia, in the amount that I need, or I would. And then we have a small Southern Pride um, next to JR here in the restaurant. And really, my main use of that one is going to be, I do smoked pecan pies. I do smoked bourbon bread pudding. I do a lot of smoked desserts as well. So it's a little bit smaller. That's what I'll really be using for desserts. And then we have the acorn smoker. Which I bought him for Father's Day, which started all this. Um, and then we have our whole hog smoker, just all straight charcoal. And then sure. we have the Graves smoker. A guy here in Canton, Georgia, Graves smokers built it, and it is an offset. Um, it's got the big uh, barrel in the middle. It's got the rib box on the side, and then it's got a separate box over here for coal smoking. That's all five, right? Yeah. yeah.
3: Then you got to remember the Santa Maria.
2: Oh yeah. I do have one more. Uh the Santa Maria Grill. It's a it's a wood fire grill, uh also by JR manufacturing that you can raise and lower the grate over the coals.
3: Tomahawks. Tomahawks.
0: That's right. Now that's the Santa Maria meaning the open flame yeah. Yeah. style. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Those are a lot of fun and they, they need a lot of babysitting. <laughs> but they're a yeah, lot of fun.
1: Absolutely. Yep
2: gotten pretty used to babysitting smokers in the last two years. I've gotten pretty good at staying up 48 hours straight to babysitting all this, everything we do.
0: So. Well especially if you're cooking like you are which I know is low and slow and I know you know over the years like anything else barbecue evolves and recently well, I shouldn't say recently but at least over the past maybe five to six years in the competition space you know it has become the hot and fast is the new trendy the drum smokers you know i know folks like gateway drums have been really popular on that circuit have you ever thought about cooking that way just oh, for fun we did,
2: we did try, try a brisket hot and fast we watched how Myron nixon yeah. did a hot yeah. and fast brisket and i I've always done everything at 225, low and slow. It's scary. Um, But after watching, we were watching the barbecue competition shows with Myron Mixon and Tuffy Stone and uh, Robbie Royal and all that. We binge watched it. I saw him doing the hot and fast brisket, so we decided we were going to try that at home on our offset. And honestly, I just, I really didn't like how it turned out. It wasn't the same. and That was pretty much the only time I did it. Like, it was, if it's yeah. chicken or if it's turkey, if it's something like that, I'll definitely do it. But when it comes to a brisket, absolutely
3: not. It was like cowboy boots, so...
0: No, it wasn't that
3: like that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that paints a it pretty... definitely
2: good. didn't taste the same. It, you know, it didn't taste like the same amount of love.
1: It's it's like anything other thing in barbecue. It takes a lot of practice.
0: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. and And, you know, it's funny because... Great barbecue and comp- and great competition barbecue are two very different things. You know, I, I joke around with folks that if I gave them a full rack of competition ribs, they probably couldn't finish it because it's so rich, you oh, know, yeah. and it's just, it's like. funny because I don't cook that way at home. <laughs> you know, it's just not something I'm I'm going to do, which I know some teams, they like to, you know, get more practice in there. But I do think one thing that is interesting that I want to touch on, and that is, women in barbecue, right? I, I think that's uh, i I've seen more of that. I don't know if that's because I've, i myself have gotten into, you know, barbecue, but I've seen more and more and more of that, which I, which I think is awesome. Um, because frankly, you know, I, I think the more people we have that are able to pass along that art to the next generation and so on and so forth, the better. Chrissy, from your standpoint, where do you see, you know, that going. I mean, do you do you have aspirations, you know, to to be up there with, you know, I'll use Sonny Moody as an example, uh, out of Nashville, you know, world steak food champion, etc. Uh, where do you see your your path taking you, you know, in that respect in terms of, you know, positioning yourself to be like a an influencer? I th- not maybe the right word, but basically, you know, we're we're young women are looking up to you.
2: I've honestly never met another female pitmaster face-to-face. For me, um, my inspiration has always been Tootsie. Yep. Uh, you know, her work ethic alone, you know. and Back in Texas, we're just raised on that work ethic and I really look up to her. You know, that's kind of how I felt going into Denim Fest as the only female. Um, I really felt like I had to do my best to show that a girl can compete against these guys. And that you know we are rare and you, they are hard to find, but we are out there. And as for the future, it's just taking it one day at a time. And I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I, I do want to be an inspiration to other women out there that you know you can do this. Um, it's not just a guy's world. And I don't know if that really answers the question, but you know I have three daughters. Uh, my oldest daughter has been cooking for about a year, doing fine dining and stuff like that. She was raised in the kitchens with me. I'd go to work and she'd sit in the kitchen, and you know she's really looked up to me, and uh, she's really gotten into cooking lately. Um, and that really just, I love it. And she'd go to work and everybody compliment her, how she's just like her mother, and you know that warms my heart. Um, and I hope that I I can be an inspiration to other women out there.
0: So a question for all of you, and that is obviously everybody on this show right now is really, really passionate about barbecue. Curious to hear or learn more about your individual journeys into it. I know, we, I know, Chrissy, you mentioned that you grew up with it in South Texas. Keith, how about you? What, what, what was your journey like into this barbecue world?
1: Well, you know, I've uh, been in every aspect of different and different types of restaurants. I've uh started out uh, in fast food with Wendy's and and actually worked at Steak and L and Steak and L used to be around I was a manager for them here in Atlanta. I was partners with a gentleman for uh, off and on for thirteen years with White Tabletop, three different restaurants in Atlanta. And then over the last six plus years, I actually worked with the Fox brothers uh downtown Atlanta, who uh very well known in the world of barbecue and over the six years running their, uh, the big restaurant, the original restaurant, I learned a ton about barbecue and I really enjoyed it. What I enjoyed probably even more than the food was the um, people that come in for barbecue. You know, I was working at the, you know, wore a suit and tie to work every day when I was in the white tablecloth business, had people coming in by those, two three thousand dollar bottles of wine and they were very uh not the nicest people well when people come in uh for barbecue you know it's you're bringing back memories of you know because barbecue is always a fun thing you know we're we're out grilling behind dad's house or we're smoke you know we're smoking a turkey for thanksgiving or something like that so you have these people that are very down to earth and even if they are maybe those that you know, buy the two or $3,000 bottles of wine when they're out having their steaks and mm-hmm. seafood. When they come into Fox Brothers, they mm-hmm. would sit down and it's back to, you know, I'm eating pulled pork, uh, mac and cheese, and collard greens. And uh, you can go up and have a good time with them. It's uh, real laid back, laugh and joke. I've made tons of forever friends uh, through Fox Brothers. The brothers uh, amazing guys and run an amazing business. While I'm here, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend, Kara, who's the director of operations for them. And she is a very amazing person to work with. But um, literally, my last day was two weeks ago, and it was tough for me to leave. Sure. But, you know, uh, we've got this opportunity uh, in front of us, and uh, we're just ready to get up and start serving people.
0: That's exactly right. And again, targeting first part of December-ish uh Oops. hopefully fingers crossed right uh, right before the holiday season and i know that just in looking at y'all's website which again for our listeners the smoking texans there's an s on the end of there for now check out the website because the uh the catering offerings are pretty mouthwatering. i was looking at some of those and it made me very 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 hungry so jeremy i'll pose the same question to you about this barbecue journey right because i think it's it's always fascinating to me. I don't know why I'm so interested in it, but it's really cool. So what brought you into this barbecue journey, or did you just get
3: drug into it? It was just when well, she bought that smoker, man. I went to, <laughs> Let's see how this works. And, man, it was just like that. Like I was just yeah. drawn and made for.
2: When, uh When I bought him that smoker, he literally smoked ribs, if not on a daily basis, every single week. And after like three months, I was like, sweetheart, I love you. But I could not eat ribs for dinner again. Not that they weren't fantastic, because they were fantastic. But he got so obsessed with constantly smoking every day. I, then
3: I went to chickens and turkeys I mean, and fish. he was and literally stuff.
2: smoking anything and everything on there. He was putting eggs on there. He was seeing whatever he could smoke. Um, he was obsessed with using it on a daily basis. For probably the first six months, I bought him that smoker. Um, he'd never had anything like that. And, um, that's where I got interested because I was like, okay, if you're going to constantly be smoking our dinner every night. I'm going to start making rubs, you know? And yeah. so I started grinding chilies and creating rubs to go with whatever he was doing. And that's pretty much how I got attached to was buying that smoker for Father's Day. And then, you know, within the first couple of months, we were both hooked. But yeah, in about January of this year, he did get kind of dragged into it. <laughs> He was a 20 like he's been a 25 year mechanic with a salary job. And in January, I, I left my job and decided to start my own company. That's about the time I met them. And I convinced him to quit that salary job and come do this with me. Let's do this together. And um that's about the time we met met Keith and Ross, but he did kind of get dragged into it this, this year. <laughs>
0: Well, I, certainly there's a little bit of dragging going on, no question, but I think it's it's neat to hear that, you know, when you made up that decision to take this leap that you did so with with both feet, you know, you you burned the ship, so to speak as I like to say. Yeah, the ship is gone. <laughs> there is no ship in the harbor, so you know, you got to you got to forge a path forward.
2: If you're going to do it, you just got to just got to go for it. And, you know, we just didn't want to
0: work for other people anymore. We
2: wanted to go in it on on our own. And- and work for ourselves and do something that we love. You know, we didn't want to cu- keep working these corporate jobs where we were coming home miserable every day. You know, I have a huge passion for cooking. I love cooking for people. It makes me so happy to feed other people, complete strangers. He's fallen in love with it since we've been together. And we just, we really enjoy it. And it's our happy place. And we thought, well, then let's just do this full time. So we're not coming home miserable every day. We're loving what we do every day. Um, we love getting up. We love starting that fire. We love staying up with it all night. Um, we love feeding people and then getting these reviews and getting these text messages. You know, oh my God, these are the best pork belly burdens I've ever had in my life. And, you know, just it warms our heart. and warms our soul mm-hmm. to, to have that feedback from people. Or like even this weekend or last weekend when we did Denim Fest, you know, I did Texas barbecue. I did two Texas dishes that were classic. And there were so many other Texans there. And they would just come up with like, oh, my God, I haven't tasted this since I've been back home. Met another guy from Corpus Christi, which is where I'm from. It was like two golden retrievers. Our tails are wagging. We were so excited to talk about Texas barbecue. But really, we just got into this because we love doing it. We're really happy. You know?
0: I love
1: it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's very life-changing. You know? It is. What's the phrase? You don't work if you are doing what you love.
1: Yeah, that's true. You don't work a day in the life if you're doing what you
3: yeah.
0: love. Yeah, that that's exactly right, and I love the passion. It's literally oozing out of all of you. It's awesome. Uh, it's fantastic. So as we wind down the show, and again for our listeners, take some time connect with the Smokin' Texan on Instagram, on Facebook, website. Just add an S for now to the end of that. The Texans dot com, which technically you are plural, so kind of works. And I want to do. I want to also give a shout out again to Tony McGee with Why Not Georgia Barbecue. He's a great promoter of all things Georgia barbecue. You talk about passion and commitment to really helping grow the, the sport, if you want to call it that. Just, just barbecue in general. Tony's great about that. And make sure to you know check out his Facebook page, Why Not Georgia Barbecue. We'll have that in the show notes as well. So as we wind down, I love to end with this question. Pretty much on every show, and that is. Some words of wisdom, words of wisdom around barbecue could be around could be around opening a restaurant, whatever it may be. But I'm curious to hear from each one of you your words of wisdom that you would have for someone looking to get into an endeavor like this. What would you say?
2: Not that great at doing words of wisdom.
1: Um, as far as opening restaurants, whatever your budget is, double it. Double it. <laughs> whatever your time frame is. That's- Double it or triple it, but overall, again, like we said just a few minutes ago, if you're working with people that you love to work with and they have the same passion as you do, then you need to stick with those people. It's like building a clubhouse because mm-hmm. it's so hard these days to find people with the same passion that you have. And the great thing about our team with myself, Ross, and the chances here is we all bring something different to the table.
0: Right.
1: And it's uh, it's great uh, because she's the recipe person. She's the skills person. I'm a numbers guy. Ross is design and numbers and everything else. And Jeremy can do anything. We f- have found that out.
2: Anything.
1: Anything and everything. So, uh, you know, just, just make sure you're around with people you like to be around with uh, around because – Uh, If you're going to be spending a lot more time with them than sometimes with a restaurant business. For me,
2: cooking for me has always been about cooking from your heart, cooking from your soul, putting all my love into something. And I would say that's what makes food taste like home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Put all your love and all your feeling and all your passion into it. People can taste that in your food. You know, I put a lot of heart and soul in everything I make uh, to make sure everybody, you know, feels that piece of home, feels what I feel about my home. And I think that's the best way to cook. You know, if you're just cooking to cook and you don't have any feelings put into that food, it's just gonna taste like food. Um, but when you put all your love and all your passion into that food, you know, it tastes like your grandmother's cooking,
3: mm-hmm. if you
2: know what I mean. And I think that's probably the most important thing when it comes to cooking for me um, is just putting everything I am on that plate and having them taste that and, and taste where I come from.
0: I love that. And so now we go to the jack of all trades,
3: Jeremy himself. That's uh, you know, of wisdom. it's just simple <laughs> it's fixing a car, man. It's one bolt at a time. I like it's, that. It's, or it's how you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. So That's right. It don't matter how long it takes you to get there, as long as you make do all you can. To get
0: you Easy to understand. You paint a vivid picture there. I love it. And again, uh, thank you all for taking the time to join us. It's been awesome chatting barbecue. I could probably talk for another hour, but I know you've got things to do, uh, and so do I. So, but I will, um, I will let y'all go. And uh, again, thanks for joining the show.
2: Congratulations on your big win!
1: Congratulations, so, fire place, whole um, <laughs> down there with all those guys.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun for sure. Oh, I bet. Thank you so much for listening to Barbecue for Newbies. Make sure to share this episode with a buddy who's looking to get into barbecue. Follow us for more on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And last but not least, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Chat with you next time.